it's your host heather i'm back with another episode of the so she slays podcast in studio today i have samantha zinc she is the founder of zinc talent and she's here to kind of talk to us break down what all social media trends are that's happening the myths and the truths behind influencer marketing but before we go ahead and dive into all of that because y'all know that I'm gonna dive into it uh I want to I want Samantha to go ahead and introduce herself yeah thanks so much for having me I'm super excited um you did touch on it I am the CEO and founder of Zinc Talent if you don't know what Zinc Talent is we are a boutique influencer management agency we represent 60 influencers globally um across TikTok YouTube Instagram so I'm ready to dive in. I'm excited. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. I I was excited. I'm excited to talk to you just because I feel like we're going to, we're going to hit two different types of audiences here. Um, so she slays like just, just slay nation. Just stick with me. Okay. We're going to hit two different types of audiences. Um, the first audience, we're going to talk to the people who know what the heck influencer marketing is and know about social media trends and brand partnerships and all of that kind of stuff. But then I want to pivot and we're going to talk to the business owners uh, in, in our audience because maybe you have no idea what influencer marketing is and how it can actually help you. And, you know, we want to go ahead and touch both of those sides of our audiences. So first and foremost, let's go ahead and talk about influencer marketing and just kind of lay it out to what exactly it is, Samantha. So I started Zinc Talent in 2017 in New York City. Fast forward, now it's 2023, almost 2024. I'm in LA. Things have vastly changed. <laughs> so I, I just do- Just a little bit, girl, just a little bit. <laughs> so I, I truly have seen it all. And before I started Zinc Talent, I was in fashion PR, working with influencers on the brand side. So I have seen the landscape with creators. We used to call them bloggers. Um, evolve over the past 10 years. Influencer marketing now, I consider it modern day marketing. Um, so when I started in PR in 2013, I was pitching my clients to media, magazines, um, just online outlets. We, I, we didn't really work with influencers at all. I mean, it was influencers were sort of emerging at this time and people were like getting to know them and just like feeling unsure about trusting them with their product or what was going and people just didn't know what was going on now all of those marketing dollars are being shifted from media to influencers and it truly is just modern day marketing the landscape in media marketing advertising it evolves over time it's always mm. going to evolve but right now it's it's on tiktok it's on instagram it's podcasts and so basically if you're a brand a company an agency and you want advertisements, um, influencers are, you know, that, that outlet for you. That's basically how you're going to get your brand out there. If you want awareness, if you want sales, there's so many different ROIs to brands. Um, so it depends on what you want, but yeah, it's just, you know, simply modern day marketing for brands, companies, whatever you are trying to get yourself out there. Oh my God. What a shift that is to like now like that is one of the main channels of marketing is influencer marketing so yeah. for my audience here how I mean we have some aspiring creators so I want to go ahead and cover a little bit of like 
how you even get started. I mean, I know everybody's just like everybody and their freaking brothers are influencers right now. And like, I know people who have quit their jobs and then was like, this is a lot harder than what I thought. Or like, I don't even know what I'm doing. Is it possible to even quit my job and start doing this full time? Like, what are some things that you're running into? Like, you know, reality versus expectations in that in that field? Okay. So I'm going to start with, you know, if you're an aspiring creator, how do you get started? Um, and I think right now is if you asked me this in 2020, I would tell you, or 2019 rather, <laughs> sorry, I would tell you, you probably can't grow on Instagram. It was a stagnant period. And a lot of people would come to me and say, Hey, I want to start an Instagram. And I want to grow following. And I would be like, hey, I'm, I'm very transparent. I don't see it happening. Because we were stuck with like the OG influencers like Danielle Bernstein, all the New York City girlies. And like no one can get a following outside of that. TikTok changed the game. And TikTok continues to change the game. So if people are coming to me and they're like, hey, I want to be a creator. My advice is TikTok. Easiest way to blow up. Um, Instagram still, you, it just everyone's stagnant engagement is low forget about instagram continue posting your static images and reels like don't don't let it die but if you want to blow up focus on tiktok and utilize the applications like updates and features so if you're utilizing tiktok shop tiktok is going to blow up those videos and then you're going to get a huge following from that but on top of that stay consistent don't overthink your posts the people that like overthink their posts and they're overly aesthetic and like they, it takes them forever to get content out. And then they're like unsure about it and they're lacking confidence and they're playing the comparison game. They will never blow up because it's all energy. Those people that are just putting videos out, never looking at them again and staying consistent. Those are the people that are blowing up. And it, I swear it really is like an energy, like, like an energy thing. Um, I know it's not the, the answer people want to hear, but it is just push that content out, be yourself, um, be super like natural, organic, authentic. You don't need to wear a bunch of makeup. You don't need filters, be honest, raw yourself and stay consistent with everything that you do. Get those videos out there. Um, so there's that, and that's how people can blow up right now. Um, and then I would say to the other parts of your questions, like, um, if you want to quit your job, I, <laughs> this is a tough one because, you know, even when I started Zinc Talent, it was a side hustle. I had a nine to five and I started my company when it was just myself and a dream and an idea, but I did not leave my nine to five until I was making enough money with Zinc Talent that like I could walk away and, and be okay. Especially with us um, girls and guys who live in major cities, like you know, LA or New York, where it's, it's not, not cheap, girl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, don't do not put yourself in a bad position where you're like, I'm going to just quit my job. And I have a low following. I'm not making a like, don't do that. Like, actually make sure you're in a good place to walk away. Um, I a lot of my clients start with us and they have nine to fives. And because we make so much money together, they are able to walk away from their nine to five. If you don't have management, and you're only taking what comes to you, meaning brands and agencies are reaching out to you. And that's how you're making a living. I don't think that's enough to survive without your nine to five. I would highly recommend getting an agency. 
um, to represent you because then you have your inbound inquiries, which they'll handle on your behalf. But then you also have a team that's consistently pitching you out Monday through Friday and bringing you more money and deals on top of that. You need those two streams of efforts in order to not be stressed out about money. So I do highly recommend having management who's pitching you out or an assistant or your boyfriend or your husband. You know, there's different situations or maybe you're just a hustler and you're pitching yourself out. But don't just like be like, yeah, I'm just taking my inbound emails and I'm leaving my job. Um, another thing that comes into play, make sure that you have a decent following because a lot of people are micro and they don't have a huge following. Mm -hmm. You're not making a lot of money. You know, if you're having like $500 from a post, or a TikTok, $500 like comes and goes. So maybe yeah. you want to continue growing and raise your rates and get to a point where you are making a bit more money with management and that growth factor. So do you have bottom line like criteria for influencers when they're thinking about, okay, how much do I need to have following wise, engagement wise, all of that kind of stuff when pitching myself or trying to find management? So I would say, mm, you know, I, I would say probably at least 10, 20,000 on your platforms. Um, with TikTok, you could be a micro creator and have super high engagement. And that's great. Um, it's not about your following on TikTok. It's really about the consistent views mm -hmm. and high engagement. That's what brands are looking for. Um, but I would say to definitely get and that's like a micro micro creator, I would say at least get to like 50k 20 to 50k. Um, but brands will work with you when you're under that, but it just may be trade. Yeah, you know, $100. Or, you know, maybe they'll be like, hey, we'll give you this for a post. And it's great to start relationships off that way. Never think you're too good to accept gifting or trade in the beginning while you're forming relationships and you're growing your following because then brands are going to see that you're working with um, a brand. Um, they don't know that it was trade, but they're like, oh, well, XYZ just worked with him or her. So I can too. And like brands want to see that you have partnerships, not overly sponsored in your face, but, you know, sprinkled in your content here and there. Yes. So, but you aren't going to be really making decent money until I would say around 50,000 plus 100,000 plus. Okay. So, and it counts across all platforms, TikTok, Instagram, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, it's kind of funny because now we have our new wave of TikTokers. Um, I literally always age myself by saying TikTokers. I need to stop doing that. But <laughs> I feel like I sound like my mother. Um, but my TikTok creators who just got a following, a lot of them didn't even try to get a following. They just blew up. Um, but then you look at their Instagram and it's like still all of their like college photos. They're like, I don't know what to do here. Um, so I would say like if you're blowing up on TikTok and then your Instagram is like the same from college or it's just like friends and family, start like putting content on there too, because you, you're going to want to grow both platforms. Um, because when brands are working with you, they're going to want to cross promote. That's huge right now. A TikTok reposted a reels. Plus you make more money that way. Um, but essentially, yeah, I would say spend time growing your platforms, accepting gifting uh, until you get to like 50K, 100K. And then I would start looking into management. If you're too small, it's just, it's not worth management. To, I don't know. I just feel like learn the business yourself during that like 
the, the like zero to 50 K because you want to learn how to handle partnerships. You want to know everything about your business. Take that time while you're growing to learn the business inside and out. So then when you get management, you know what to look for, you know what you want. And you're at a place where like they can take that percentage and that's okay. And you're, you're like, okay, well, I'll take my inbound. You pitch me and then you'll be making bank and you'll continue growing. Oh my gosh. Now, is it, you know, true or false kind of a thing with the amount of like, I have two questions with this. Okay. So the first question with the true and false is, is it true that influencers are really like when you hit that 50 K and above that you're really honing in on some dollars? It, it comes down to engagement, I would say, because some people with 50k following have super low engagement, some have super high, or maybe they're more known, or maybe they're on people's like for you page a bit more. So there's a lot of things that come into play. But I don't think that you're making a lot of money until you're at like, and it depends. I mean, a lot of money is different for everybody. <laughs> I would but, say a survivable living wage. I would say that you would need to be at at least a hundred K. I would say because, but you know what? Micro influencers, we have a lot of deals, a lot of brands looking for micro influencers. I've I've seen the landscape change this past year that brands are going to want to be working with a ton of creators who are like mid micro and spread out those marketing dollars, then put it all in one large creator. It just makes more sense for them. So I'm not saying that you you can't, you the efforts have to be there. You know, yeah. you have to be pitching yourself. If you have 50K and you want to make a living, then you're going to have to sit at your laptop and pitch 50 to 100 brands a day. So it really depends on like the efforts backing. Yeah. So many. <laughs> I mean, I wish you guys could see my face because she said 50 to 100. I was like, oh God. <laughs> Oh yeah. You guys should see what, that's what we do for a living. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, oh my God, that's so much. <laughs> but that's where the money's from. You know, if you pitch 10, if you pitch 20 brands and you get one collaboration out of the 20 brands you pitch, like it's just a numbers game oh, or maybe you're super desirable and you're getting, you know, every brand that you're pitching, you're locking in. It's, it's uh, if easy. it was only that easy, right? <laughs> if only it was that easy. Um, okay. So my next question with this is, um, true or false. We already kind of touched on this, but what are the main factors that brands are taking into account when working with people? Is it engagement? Is it followers? Is it content? You know, I've always heard that it's engagement versus followers. Yes, I would say it's definitely engagement over followers. Brands are wanting more natural content, meaning like no filters. They don't want it to be overly aesthetic. Um, if you if it looks like you're FaceTiming your friend in the video, they like that. They want it to feel like, I don't, the, the word is just like more so like that you're engaging with your followers and that you're attainable and that you're like a big sister or a big brother or like a friend 
you know, brands are definitely going that route as opposed to just like that cookie cutter image of like, oh my gosh, like she looks like that. She's unattainable. She's traveling the world. How does she have all those designer bags? Like brands are wanting to go more like that real girl and guy route. Um, Filtered. Yeah unfiltered yeah and people come to me all the time and they're like well samantha like i have a small new york city apartment i can't like do a like skincare routine in my janky bathroom and i'm like people love that that's what they want to see they want to see your journey so they're like oh i remember when xyz had that small new york apartment five years later you see that same creator move into her dream home and you're like i saw that journey and that's exactly. the thing with your followers and brands and your followers will remember that. And that's what connects you guys. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That's- no, that that's, I mean, well, and uh, agreed because I think when people ask us about social media stuff, you know, with so she slays and all that kind of stuff, it's like, you know, there's different platforms. You get different sides of us on different platforms is pretty much what it is. Um, and, you know, if you follow all of us, you're going to get the different sides. <laughs> you're going to get a full picture. <laughs> yeah. But um, if you just follow one, that's fine, too. And you just get that that one. But we always come across as authentic as possible. And I will tell you right now, that has always worked for us. Mm-hmm. Hands down. Um, so highly, you know, double down. I, I like totally agree with all of that. Um, what I would love to do now is shift to the other side of this whole influencer marketing thing. Now that we've talked to the influencers um, or the aspiring creators and all of that kind of stuff, I really want to talk to business owners. Mm-hmm. How important is influencer marketing like to their ROI, to their business? I would say right now it is extremely crucial, but you can go one of two routes. So if you have a lot of money, you can be putting that like those marketing dollars in creators and having them post on their feed. But if you're kind of tight with money, you can go like the UGC route, which is costing brands a lot less than if the influencer were to post on their feed. I UGC is so huge. It, I get caught up with like Instagram and TikTok ads. Tunnels, tunnels. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I, it, it'll be two o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. And it's like not even posted. It's like the, what pops up the sponsored stuff. And I'm like, I love this brand. Um, or like I'm going on a trip and I'm screenshotting. Like, I think what works for me as a consumer, just personally, is UGC all day seeing those ads. And I'm like, I, I, I'm just screenshotting all like all day, every day. Um, but then you can go, it, it depends on how much money you have, but there's so many different options that, you know, you can do where you couldn't before. So you have TikTok, micro influencers, macro UGC, there's so many options. Um, so it depends on how much money you have, but at the end of the day, you need to market your brand. And the only way is with creators and influencers. That's it. No one's reading magazines. No one's listening to Spotify ads anymore. Like we all have the subscription. We're all like (laughs) missing those ads on purpose. So if you want to get your brand out there, you need to have ads to creators. And and that's that. And if you don't, then you you better have some crazy magic going on. I don't know. (laughs) You better have some amazing sales and marketing like funnel happening here. Yeah, um, some good karma. I don't know. You know, 
Bring in that like manifesting all this energy. (laughs) Yeah. Like if you're not marketing through influencers, I personally think that's the only marketing method right now in this era, then well, it it also depends. Like if you're an older brand, if you're like a mall brand, I call them. So like an Abercrombie and Fitch and H&M, Windsor, like if you're a mall brand, I think it's super important to be working with creators. Um, and I keep seeing these like mall brands, like falling, falling behind and falling off and going under. Um, and I just don't feel like they do influencer marketing, right. That's another thing too, is sometimes brands just don't know what they want their end goal to be. And so they put mm. all this money and they just, it's a poorly executed plan. So okay. you need so to we have, have to touch on that now that you kind of brought it up mm-hmm. when we're talking with business owners and UGC user for those who are totally not into it, like UGC user generated content for just putting that out there. Um, but I want you to talk about those mistakes that these businesses do fall into and like what they should really be doing instead of what most are doing. So I, you know, I see these like older brands that had a chokehold on me in high school, right? Maybe like Victoria's Secret, Abercrombie and Fitch. And I know that they're struggling to stay relevant because there's so many different brands popping up. So I just see them working with creators being like, oh, well, you know, we'll pay you. But there's no thought process behind it. How is this brand going to stay relevant? And this is only like one situation. I just see them being like, oh, well, we love these creators. We'll pay them. And here's X amount of money. But they need to think like, hey, we're falling behind and we're we're a brand of the past and we're a mall brand. So how do we turn ourselves into a relevant brand again? You know, and it's really hard. It's the biggest struggle. Um, and instead of just be, like paying influencers to post, they really need to have a game plan. I personally would like part if it was me and I was Abercrombie and Fitch or Journeys or Victoria's Secret, I would take a creator, not a not a cookie cutter creator, somebody who is unique and diverse and cool and has a large following and do like a collection with them or have them be like the face of a huge campaign and like put money behind that and have that creator then, you know, seed out to other creators, like they're not utilizing creators well to make themselves cool again. That's like the route I would go if I was like an Abercrombie, Victoria's Secret, they're just paying influencers. And honestly, I personally don't think it's working. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't really see the success there. I don't think that they're coming back. That's just me. That's just me. If you're in, I agree with you. I agree with you. I don't, I don't either. I don't either. And I will tell you too, like as consumers, you and I are both consumers. Um, we can tell when you're doing that, when a bigger brand is just throwing money at an influencer and it's just like, Oh, here you go. And then it's like, "Mm, there's no, there's, there's no authenticity. There's no thought process. You feel it. You can see it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I work with both brands and I'm grateful that they work with my, you know, me and my clients, but I just wish I could sit in that boardroom and be like, I have ideas. Like we, there should just be more thought process behind the campaigns and take all of that money and put it into something that is more meaningful. Have someone be the face, you know, who is the face of either? I don't, it's just, you're not connected to these brands anymore. And that's lacking. Yeah. 
Um, if you're a new brand, um, I, you know, it really depends on what you're looking for. Like, do you need brand awareness? Do you need sales? A lot of brands are going like the commission route these days. Um, so for example, we work with journeys, but journeys is connected to this platform called modem. And it's like, it's a flat fee, but also commission and they're able to track everything. So if you're a brand that really needs to focus on like success in terms of like dollars, you know, use these systems to know like who's selling for you. Um, and if you want to work with an influencer who like is going to sell your clothing products, whatever it may be, ask to see their Amazon sales or, you know, reward style sales. You can pull people's sales before paying them. It's just like pulling insights. So, but if you're like, hey, I just want really cool content and brand awareness, then make sure that you go that route. It depends on what you're looking for, but make sure that you're like, have a game plan and you know what you're looking for and you're not just paying influencers to pay influencers. Like, I think every brand needs to be a little smarter with, you know, and some brands are really smart, a little too smart, but know what you're looking for. What is the end goal for you? And really just take a look at each creator, look at their content, um, look at their followers, look at the audience, look at their sales and make sure that they're a complete fit for you and your brand take the influencer to lunch as well I feel like there's like we're really lacking personal relationships post um pandemic and it's super sad mm, like, no, we don't talk about events anymore stop with the events no one wants to go to an event we're over it like sit like take the influencer to a nice dinner or lunch and get to know them well sometimes too events tend to be a little impersonal um in that fact too we're all about relationship building as well um okay so just to wrap this up, final questions. I love to leave the audience with action items or, you know, things to take away. If we, um, if you could give a piece of advice for our aspiring creators and then a piece of advice for our business owners when it comes to marketing themselves or, you know, do working in the social media trends and the uh, influencer marketing realms, what would it be? If you're a creator, my advice is to don't, do not overthink it and don't play the comparison game. Don't look at other people's content. Don't try to copy people's. I can't tell you how many TikTok creators there. I'm like, you copied some, like, so like, it's so clear that you copied this other girl. Like, don't do that. If you're studying other creators, you're going to subconsciously copy them. And everyone is going to know, be your own person, you know, feel comfortable in your own skin. If you're putting yourself out there, you have to feel comfortable, you have to feel confident, and just stay consistent with it. You know, post it and put it out to the universe. Don't look at those numbers. Don't pay attention. And also a big thing too is don't put yourself in a box. A lot of people put themselves in the beauty box or fashion box. Um, be a lifestyle creator. This means you're posting a little bit of everything. Don't you want to work with brands across the board and make more money? Or do you want to work with fashion brands who have the least amount of marketing budget? You know, don't put yourself in a box, post cooking, post fashion, lifestyle, beauty, skincare, post everything. So then you can work with all of those brands and make a ton of money. So that's always my advice and stay consistent. You, you're you not going to blow up if you're posting a video a week. You need to yeah. post videos a day, every single day. If you want to be a creator, I'm sorry, that's what it takes. Like you have to, you have to be consistent and it's, it's a lot of work. It's not easy. And if it's easy, 
I don't know, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> like it really, well, people don't understand how much work goes into the content and putting yourself out there and, and engaging with your followers and, you know, staying ahead of the curve. And it, it's, it's a lot. Creators have a lot of work on their plate and staying organized and meeting deadlines. So stay consistent, take the job seriously. It's not fun and games. It's a lot of hard work. Um, and once you've made it, it do, you don't get comfortable because there's always another platform that will pop up. And if that happens, jump on that platform. I can't tell you how many people regret not jumping on TikTok in 2020. Right. Um, totally agree. We didn't jump on TikTok in 2020. And I, like Chauncey and I always go, oh, I probably should have <laughs> done that. I probably should have done that. Uh, <laughs> so, and then with brands, um, I would just say, you know, simply say, have a game plan and know what you want the end goal to be. Don't just be like funneling money out to creators and you're not going to see success. Um, I think you really have to like look into each creator, get to know the creators, like create a community and a family and also no more one-off posts. Those aren't doing anyone any good and they're inauthentic. <laughs> no, definitely stop doing that. We quit offering that as an option for any brand that we partner with. We're like, look, this, we got to, no, this got to be a campaign. This one-off post is, it's not going to do anything for you and it's not going to do anything for me. So no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's, oh one. my gosh. Okay. Samantha, where can people follow you, find you, all of that stuff? Yeah. So you can follow Zinc Talent um, at Zinc Talent. And then me personally, Samantha Zinkovich, I'm sure it's 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 a mouthful. I'm sure you'll write it out. But if anyone has any questions, you know, just hop into my DMs. I'm always happy to help. Very transparent. I don't gatekeep anything. We're all in this together. We're all growing together. And also best of luck if you're an aspiring creator. Wishing everyone the best and the biggest success across platforms. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, Slay Nation, as always, thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you later.